Uh, and that's what we want advisors to do, is to talk to their clients about setting goals, determining resources, and going down this exit planning process. But it really starts with establishing goals for the owners. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. Today, we want to talk about small world word that has a big impact. Goals. Goals. So, so today, tell us, tell us a story about goals, John. Okay. So I'm really excited about talking about goals today because I'm going to talk about my exit plan, the goals of my exit plan, uh, but not from BEI, from my law firm, and, and why setting goals is so critically important. So back in probably 1990, I'd been practicing law for what seemed to me was an eternity, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave the business in five years. I'd just written my first book, How to Run Your Business So You Can Leave It in Style. So I knew all about exit planning. Of course. So I was going to leave in five years. That was my goal. In 1995, I sat down and I said, gosh, you know what? I'm going to leave my business in five years. And in 2000, I realized that I was doing something business owners do all of the time, which was to, uh, I call it the rolling five-year exit plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to leave in five years. Why? Well, because that's far enough away where I don't think I have to actually start taking steps today to exit, but it's close enough for me to get a feeling that I'm really on the way to exiting mm-hmm. my business. Right. So it wasn't until I realized that I had to set a stake in the ground to say, if I want to leave in five years, then that means I want to leave... January 1st, 2000, whatever, 25, 30, whatever five years is in the, into the future. And that's what I did. Well, you know, I was, I, I was with that firm at the time. And I will say, I remember a, a little bit differently. There were a couple of things. <laughs> one was that, one was that, uh, other, other people inside that firm would ask each other or would ask me, and you know, people were talking amongst themselves about what is John's plan, because you were a founder of that firm as well. What is John's plan for, you know, retiring from this firm? Yeah. And uh, I remember overhearing that that and saying, you know, you should probably ask John, because maybe he knows. And maybe you didn't, and that was well, I would have said five was. years. Five years is fine. <laughs> yeah. And uh and I think you were probably in a very similar situation to a lot of owners on that five-year rolling departure schedule, yeah. which is that at some point, you know, your co-owners start feeling fidgety and thinking, you know, what are we, what is this guy's plan? Where, when is he going to get out? When is he going to 
when is he going to talk to us about this? And people have a real discomfort with bringing up, that was my observation yeah, at the I time. that's true. Have a discomfort yeah. with bringing it up. And certainly you weren't, you, you didn't have co-owners in that business that had the, uh, that had the advanced planning skills that you have. So they weren't able to sort of, you know, bring up the conversation, say, let's develop a plan. Let's go through a process and all of this kind of stuff. So while you were on your kind of, you know, rotating five-year schedule and on your long bike rides or whatever it was that you were doing, they were thinking the same thing. And I don't think anybody was talking to each other. That was, that was how it looked to me. I think that's that very right? typical. I think that's very typical. Yeah. And, and a huge problem. A huge problem. Because it creates a lot of uncertainty, which creates anxiety, which creates problems. So once you finally decided that you needed to do something mm-hmm. about it, did you have a way that you went about that? Did you go read your own book? What did you do? I, I refreshed my memory with, by reading my book again. Mm-hmm. By that point, I was doing a lot of speaking and other writing and things like that. And I just, I really realized that I needed to do what I wrote about, which was to have specific, measurable goals and have a timeline to say that I will do this by this time. Mm-hmm. And until owners do that, uh, they're just going to keep floating along. I mean, another metaphor is a lot of owners, like probably like me, it was like a little leaf floating down a stream, mm-hmm. you know, with not much direction, but just kind of going down the stream. Right. And nobody, you're right, because I'd done the exit plan, would come to me and say, hey, John, have you thought of doing an exit plan? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we want advisors to do, is to talk to their clients about setting goals, determining resources, and going down this exit planning process. But it really starts with establishing goals for the owners. So let me turn the tables and ask you, what do you do when, you, when you're sitting down initially with an owner and they understand perhaps it's going to be a discussion about exit plan? Mm-hmm. What kinds of questions do you ask them? What kind of information do you want about their goals and aspirations for themselves and their businesses? How do you do that? Right. I think, you know, I, it's, I think it's a very difficult subject to bring up. And I think it's a lot easier said than done. You know, at your next meeting, just make sure you find out what their goals are. That's not very easy to do, in my opinion. And, and I did it badly many times. Uh, And, and I think you, at least in the initial phases, until a, a business owner's brain really starts thinking in terms of this set of goals, this particular timeline, these action items that I'm implementing, here are the ones I'm going to do today, here are some that I'm going to do in the future, until their brain starts to categorize their future ownership of the business in that way, I don't think you can talk to them in those terms. So how do you as an advisor help them do that? Well, I think you have to start with things that they do think about and they do understand uh, all the time. Okay. Well, I should say business owners understand everything. They're the smartest people that we're ever going to interact with. But their brains tend to work in a fairly, I think, kind of predictable and um, uh, sort of, they tend to work in a way that I recognize, which is that they think about problems, they think about solutions, they think about um, 
uh, they think about direction and things like that. So what what I might start with is, you know, one of those universal object, objectives that you and I have talked about before is how much longer do you want to be with the business? And that, I think, is an, a bit of an abrupt question. It's mm-hmm. the right question for us to talk about when we're talking to other advisors and you, you and I are mm-hmm. training people and something like that. But what I might say if I'm actually talking to a business owner is, you know, what's your involvement in your business today? Then I get quiet, let them explain all of that. And then I might say, okay, you know, if you could change one thing about your current involvement with the business, what would that be? So now we find out what their sort of, mm-hmm. you know, thing that's bugging them, thing that drives them crazy. It's a problem. Okay, if we could solve that, right, problems and solutions, then, then, then what would you do? Would you be happy? Would you stay with your business? Would you... Would you move on to the next thing that that uh, that you don't like about your current situation and try to attack that? So what would we do next? And I, as you progress through that conversation, I might be able to get to in a fairly short period of time, you know, okay, well, let's kind of look into the future. What do you see your, I call it, I think a lot of other people have different words for it. I call it your relationship with the business. You know, what is your interaction with this business? In, in the distant future. So are you the kind of person who really can't imagine any day ever that you won't have a place to go, have a desk to sit at, have a phone to use at this, at this company? Can you not see yourself separating at all? If that's the case, perfect. That gives me something to work on as an advisor. I can try to, I can try to see if I can accomplish that for you. All right. But, but what would you be, what would you not be doing? That you're doing so today. Then, so then, I might go in that direction. So, in our world of exit planning, we need to know to do an exit plan, a departure date, and what that means to the owner. Mm-hmm. We need the owner to understand how much income post ownership departure he or she will need for themselves and their family. Right, which they may have never thought about until someone asks the question. They need to think about who their successor owner is going to be and try to define that. I mean, Mm -hmm. is it it little Johnny who's uh, in his sixth year of undergrad and the owner Mm -hmm. wants to leave in five years? Is it something more practical? It might be other goals and aspirations of uh, <clears throat> I want to make sure the culture of my business continues when I'm gone or the business stays in the community. All these other more pointed questions that we need to know the answer to to create an exit plan. Right. But you're starting off uh, one or more steps before that discussion, it sounds like. Yeah, I think I have to <clears throat> in order to really get a sense of of what somebody who's lives and breathes their business, uh, really wants out of it. And it's more of the, um, I sometimes when I'm, when I'm teaching our planning programs, I'll, I'll talk about teaching other advisors how to, how to have better conversations. I talk about, you know, what is the, what are the qualities that an owner wants to see? If you, if you say, you know, who's your successor owner going to be, John, that might be a difficult question for you Mm -hmm. to answer. You might never have thought about Mm -hmm. it, but, but, you know, what, sh- what is the next owner going to do? What's important to you that if you're not, if for some reason by choice or by plan, you don't own this company anymore, you know, then, then uh, what is it, what's important to you that be happening? 
next? You know, what is it going to be like? What is the next owner doing or not doing? You know, moving a manufacturing facility out of the community is a bad idea. I do not want to have anyone do that. Okay, now I understand that protecting your employees and their livelihood is important. So, so from there, uh, of course, some owners might say, <clears throat> I don't care that much about my community, Lots about of my owners employees. I just want as much money as I can get. It's true. Then you do an exit plan based on that because it's the owner's desire. Absolutely. To if they say, the future that I see from this business is that I am gone and I never look back. Like the door closes behind me and I am finished. I have other things I want to do. Uh, what I might follow with in that case is just really kind of probing there to make sure I understand, do you really have something else to do? Is it real? Is it like a, is it, have you ever done that before? You know, I want to, I want to start a nonprofit and, uh, and provide clean drinking water to small villages. Oh, Okay. Have you ever started a nonprofit? Have you ever worked for a nonprofit? Have you ever done any of this charitable work? So I might get you to start sort of talking to me so I know whether I also need to help you get ready for that too. But if you're saying, I want to be gone, I need to be, I need to be done, then I can help uh -huh. you, I, I I can help you sort of get ready for that. But I think to get back to your original point, still gonna need a timeline. I want to be gone is not very doable. Mm -hmm. unless I know when you want to be gone. Or if I, I want to be up. gone in five years, isn't that very doable either? It's five years is, is if probably if somebody says five years, we might should just automatically say, okay, well, they don't know what they want to do. Start all, start this yeah. conversation again, yeah. because that's sort of the, that's sort of the, um, sort of the faking it kind of answer, I think. Yeah. A brush off. It's uh -huh. a brush off. Yeah, it's a brush exactly. Off answer. So, yeah. So five years, maybe we can create a rule in our in our planning work that if the business owner says five years, that we we assume that they said, actually, I have no idea when I want to leave. And we'll work with that. Okay, so, how are we going to figure it out? So for advisors who don't have your skill set in asking these more not subjective questions, but more even more open-ended questions mm -hmm. than we're used to doing them. I mean, lawyers and CPAs, it's in my world much more black and white. Mm -hmm. and okay. It was Fair historically. Enough. Historically, so how do you are those skills necessary? How do you get those skills uh, if you don't have those skills today? You know, if you don't, then you want to create some kind of a process that you use with every client that has the questions that you need. We've talked about this before. We might have to talk about it every single time we sit down, that the questions that you ask are going to determine the quality of the, of the relationship with the client and the outcome that you get. So if you are, by nature and by training, a very linear person who's very structured in the way that you think, mm -hmm. which many you know, planning advisors, whether they're CPAs or uh, financial A lot planners. of our members are like it, probably right. the majority. Right, so lawyers are highly technical people. Okay, then the way to deal with that, maybe I was, a, maybe I was an anomaly because I'm, I'm actually a little bit less technical than a lot of people. Uh, they you, they want to have a series of things that they talk to business owners about, but it might not be, can you tell me your ideal departure date is maybe a question you would strike from their list. But you might be able to ask it in a, in a slightly different way. And so you might be able to say something like, you know, have you given any thought 
to how much longer you want to be involved in mm -hmm. the business. They might ask something that kind of is mm -hmm. a little bit more gentle that a business owner can can um, respond to more naturally. Have you and your spouse talked about how much longer you're going to work at the pace you're at right now? See, those, those are all good questions. And, and I think advisors need to judge their business owner client to see which how they want to proceed with that whole questioning process. Mm -hmm. So we always keep coming back to an exit planning. It's the quality and type of questions that you ask owners that determine the success of an exit plan. Right. And, and I talked with another uh, advisor who is, I think, a senior partner in a CPA, a large CPA firm that's uh, got a large regional presence. And what, what she said that her firm did is they decided, you know, you can't, you can't go at everything. You can't address every goal. You can't, you, can, you know, you can't talk about something as broad as all possible goals and objectives all of, uh, in one conversation. You can't expect everyone to do it well. That's just the determination that they made in their firm. So they decided to pick, I think it was two questions that are the things that really get at, they worded them, they sort of, I don't know, they probably did it by committee. Uh, and they decided these two questions are something we want to know about every business client. Then they added it to because CPAs are a fairly sort of structured and process-oriented mm -hmm. profession. And so they added it to the annual meeting, um, Tax planning meeting. process yeah. that they go through with every single business client. And then they pushed the list of questions, which I think was, it was 10 or fewer total questions mm -hmm. that Every partner in the firm had to ask every business client at the annual meeting, uh, sort of tax planning meeting, annual planning update. Huh. And two of the questions on the list had to do with the future of that person's ownership of the business. And they just chose the ones that they thought worked best for their personalities and the, and the style of work that they do with their clients. And then they just always asked those. And then those, whatever answer they got, created a follow-up conversation for a future date. So if you're a very highly structured person, I think you can still get really interesting and thoughtful questions in and just say, you know, listen, John, I have this piece of paper here. We do this with every single client. Our firm is committed to you and the future of your business. Let me just go through these questions with you. So even if it's structured and linear and it's 10 questions and I always ask them, then I think you as a client can respect me for doing that and saying, oh, okay, Elizabeth's asking me something that's not on the things that I came in here wanting to do. Yeah. So there's a variety of ways to get at it, I think, that are more organized and linear. And, and for other advisors and business owners who are kind of uh, less structured people, naturally, there's ways to get about at it as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the theme of, of our podcast up to now is owners don't know what to do typically, to be able to exit the business on their terms because they don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. They don't know when, how, whom, how much money they need. That's one point. They don't know. Secondly, their advisors don't know what to suggest. They don't have any background in what we call exit planning because they have background as a financial advisor, as a business attorney, as a CPA. So they don't ask the questions you're talking that, that mm -hmm. you're asking. So they don't know that. And 
the third point is that all of this really does begin with asking questions. Uh, and it can be fairly specific questions. It can be, especially if the owner's pretty confident in what she wants to do. It can be more general questions that are questions to get the owner to think more about his or her situation, what they want it to be, how they want it to change. But the most important thing is for advisors to take that first step and to start asking these questions, start finding out about the goal, your owner's goals and aspirations. Because if you don't do this, nobody's going to do it. And the owner's not going to do it. And we're going to end up with where we're at today uh, of owners starting to get burned out and they've got to quit. Uh, owners frustrated because they don't know what to do and things just going sideways. And so that's one of the big things we want to prevent through this whole podcast series. Mm -hmm. Right. And I might add to that and say that in addition to asking good questions about what business owners want for the future, and if you're a business owner, really thinking about what your future looks like uh, and what you'd want to change, what you'd want to keep, after we do that, revisit it frequently. Those things can change. I might have a sort of a knee-jerk reaction to what I, what I think my goal is for the future. And if you ask me in a few months when we sit mm -hmm. down again, you know, Elizabeth, last time we talked, you were talking about how you'd really like to, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, start a new business, uh, stay in your business forever. And then I might say, you know what, I've been thinking about that. It's not very realistic for me to stay yeah. in this business forever. And what you've done is you've prompted the owner to finally start thinking more deeply instead of giving these sh more shallow surface responses, knee-jerk right. responses to right. these questions. You, you finally get them thinking. And the other thing is, just to add on to that, as they start to move through this planning process that we'll eventually get to, uh, maybe in year five of the podcast, I don't know, we'll eventually get to, where we are creating and, and executing a plan for the owner to leave within a specific time frame, they may start to move down that path and realize this is not what I want to do. Right. You know, I, I've been trying, I'd really like to transfer the business to my son, Franklin, or my daughter, Eleanor, but they're not making progress. They don't seem that interested. Let's back up. Right. We could tell a bunch of stories about that yeah, on a future day. there's hundreds of stories we can tell about that. Right. And oh, the last thing I want to mention before we end this podcast is we're telling a lot of stories about the failure of owners to do exit planning, to even start, or the failure of advisors to ask questions. Not every single story we're going to talk about is a study in failure. Uh, we're going to have a lot of success stories as well, but it's because... Uh, We've learned a lot in exit planning, and we have success stories. Most of the failure stories, but certainly not all of them, are towards the beginning of, at least I'll speak for myself, the beginning of learning about exit planning. I'd, you know, I'd already written a book. I thought I knew a fair amount about exit planning, but there was still a tremendous amount to learn. And the reason for that is initially I was just learning as a lawyer learns. I was learning what lawyers do in exit planning and how they needed to help their business owners. But exit planning is far broader than any one profession, and it takes you know, several different advisors from different professions to really create and implement 
a great exit plan for a business owner. And that's hopefully what we're teaching our advisors to do, is to be that coach, that, that, that leader, and that facilitator of a team of exit planning advisors or professionals doing exit planning to help that client. Totally agree. And, and uh, we've told a few stories that have been success stories already, and we'll always have those in our pocket. And, and uh, we're just going to have just as many on the negative side where things have, where things have gone awry. Uh, and those are the ones that people tell me that they remember. So and they're the ones I remember yeah. because I usually messed something up in the process. So we'll get back to this goals concept I think is going to come up very frequently because as you and I agree, something we do agree on, that that we can't do anything. Business owners can't do anything unless they know and can articulate what they're trying to achieve. That's, I think, something business owners really understand intuitively. And we're just going to apply that to the future of your business, the future of your ownership, more specifically in the business. What is an exit to you? You get to you get to write your own story and build your own path. And so these goals are going to be yeah, sort of pervasive throughout I mean, it's everything. Really, I mean, even if you want to say, I've got Harriet Smith, my key employee, I want to incent her to grow the business income or revenue or value, that desire to do something now relates back to the goals of the owner. If the owner wants to leave in five years, we want this incentive plan to achieve the needed revenue growth in five years. Right. So goals are always front and center and exit plan. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.